Hi, and welcome back to this podcast series called The Alphabet of the Heart. You're here with James Kirby, and I'm joined, as always, with Dr. James Doty, and welcome to today's podcast, Dr. Doty. Great to be with you again, James. Uh, I think I'm going to be getting an Australian accent if we spend more time together. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Good day. Good day. <laughs> That's exactly right, Dr. Doty. We'll have to get you back down back down under soon as well. But moving right along, we're up to podcast number five in the Alphabet of the Heart series. So if you're tuning in for the first time, please go back and uh, feel free to listen to the first four episodes and you'll find them on the Seacare website or you can download the podcast series on iTunes or on Dr. Dr. Doty's website. JamesRDotyMD.com or IntoTheMagicShop.com. And last week we discussed equanimity and uh, we discussed uh, the science behind it as well as some practical tips. Um, but today we're focusing on the next letter in the alphabet, which is F, which is about forgiveness. And to give you some background as to where the alphabet of the heart came from, uh, Dr. Doty wrote a book called Into the Magic Shop, um, where it was somewhat of a memoir um, as well as a reflection on some of the perhaps difficulties and also lessons he's learned along his life's journey. And in that book, he discusses a mnemonic um, he created called uh, the alphabet of the heart. And we've been going through each letter of that alphabet um, in this series. And so to begin with, we first asked Dr. Doty why that particular letter was included um, within the alphabet and then why, uh, well, you know, what the science says about that particular letter and what the research says about it. And then finally, we finish up with giving some practical tips. So today, as I mentioned, we're up to letter F. Now, I can think of a couple of uh, words with F, Dr. Doty, but you went with forgiveness. What, what, what prompted forgiveness? Well, I'm trying to avoid using four-letter words. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, as we talked about a bit earlier, and I'll um, emphasize again today, that alphabet of the heart is a method that I uh, initially created to center uh, myself and also uh, as part of a lecture I gave to a group of incoming medical students. And uh, it has actually been very powerful in my own life, and uh, many people are sharing it now. But uh, all of us in our lives uh, hurt people, uh, intentionally or not, and the fact of the matter is that many of us are hurt by others. And forgiveness seemed uh, very, very appropriate because of this reality and how not forgiving or holding anger within yourself uh, actually really limits you in your connection to others and in your own personal uh, growth. So really that's uh, why it's in there. Some people have used the analogy that when one uh, retains anger and hostility towards another for a perceived wrong, that it's uh, as if you're drinking poison, anticipating that it's going to have an effect on the individual you're angry with. And the reality is it's quite the opposite. You're poisoning yourself. And... Um, Many people don't appreciate this reality. It's as if um, they've locked themselves in a prison and they uh, uh, don't understand that there's actually a key available to open that door to let them escape. And this is what happens when you uh, carry this anger and hostility towards another. 
every time you see them, every time you think of them, uh, certain events can all trigger these feelings. And as we've talked about earlier, when you have, if you will, negative emotional states or negative feelings overcome you, it is natural that you also have uh, a physiologic response that is triggered. And in fact, those types of feelings often uh, stimulate your vagus nerve, uh, which results in increasing uh, tone in your sympathetic nervous system. And this is our flight or fight response. And when that uh, um, part of our nervous system is stimulated, it results in the release of um, certain hormones and effects that while on a short-term basis have allowed our species to survive, but uh, on a chronic basis where you have this low-level increase in sympathetic nervous system tone, it has a very, very deleterious effect on one's health. And these types of situations are so, so common, especially in modern life, that I felt it was very, very important to identify this, the importance, if you will, of forgiveness, and how actually it can enrich your life uh, and enrich the lives of others. When have you noticed in, in your day-to-day uh, -day life, Dr. Doty, where you've really felt forgiveness? Either you know you forgiving yourself for perhaps something that perhaps you had done or not done or, or that of another. Was there a moment there within your childhood or in um, your medical training where it was just like, yes, I, I've now experienced that felt forgiveness and, and what that can impact me and how I then relate with them in the future? Well, uh, as an example, uh, you mentioned my past, and of course all of us have a past, and that past and the events that have happened uh, impact our future. As an example, uh, I retained a lot of uh, anger and hostility uh, towards my parents. I, as I've mentioned before, grew up with an alcoholic father and a mother had had a stroke and uh, was partially paralyzed as a result and was chronically depressed, attempted suicide. And uh, obviously that created a very dysfunctional family life. It was quite chaotic. It involved uh, not only visits to jails but to hospitals. And I felt this anger that I sort of had to step in frequently to care for my adult parents. Mm. And uh, I used to harbor a lot of anger toward them because, first of all, I should never have been put in that role. It created stress within me, and uh, I felt that they were not living up to their responsibilities. And while that may, in fact, have been the case, once I understood that that anger was controlling me. And remember, when you have negative feelings, when you have anger, when you have a hostility, it affects how you interact with people. It affects how you respond to people. And I realized ultimately uh, that that was indeed the case. And this woman I met, Ruth, who we've talked about uh, a bit and who I talk about in the book, uh, she actually gave me an understanding of this. And it was quite extraordinary. When I was able to forgive my parents and understand that they had their own difficulties and challenges, which really, it wasn't about me, it was about their own uh, challenges. They weren't trying to intentionally hurt me, they weren't trying to create that negative environment, 
they just did not have the resources or uh, strength within themselves to deal with their own issues. And I was actually able to forgive them. Uh, and that resulted in me completely seeing them differently. And when I was actually able to do that, it allowed me to freely give them love, to embrace them, and also to leave that part of my past behind because it had stayed with me. And unfortunately, for many, many people, these types of events stay with them their entire lives. Mm -hmm. I've used an analogy that uh, all of us, by the nature of being human, have wounds of the heart. And usually these are superficial and heal deep, uh, heal quickly. But unfortunately, wounds some like some of the ones I was just describing cut deep and don't heal, and they continue to cause pain throughout your life. And it is not uh, uh, um, that these don't happen. It's just how you respond to them because the events that happen, how we interact with the world oftentimes are a manifestation of the wounds of the heart. And uh, in many ways, this can uh, be actually the reality of how many bad things happen in the world because people haven't uh, forgiven. They haven't seen the power of forgiveness, and they don't even appreciate that they have these deep wounds that are causing them to behave in a certain way. And I would submit to you that when you're able to forgive, when you're able to embrace others, when you're able to see that others are also fragile, frail, and oftentimes scared human beings, that change in perspective uh, allows you to move forward and see the world in a different way, in a positive way. Mm. I think you, 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 what you're saying is, is, is so true in terms of people having a, a real perhaps fear towards forgiving and what that might mean. And that's why I think it's important when we perhaps move into to the second part of the podcast, looking at some of the science and research related to forgiveness, often we can be somewhat confused with what the definition of uh, forgiveness really is all about. And it, in, in the Greater Good Science Centre at Berkeley has the following definition, and that is a conscious and deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether or not they deserve your forgiveness. So in essence, it's really getting to the core of what you were speaking about, Dr. Dodie, around letting go of perhaps a deeply held negative feeling and importantly, forget, uh, forgiveness does not mean that you're forgetting what has happened or denying any perhaps accountability or the serious, seriousness of the event. It's more about perhaps providing an opportunity for a peaceful mind to flourish and also freeing um, the anger that perhaps might be held. Um, and it also perhaps allows you to move on with that instance. However, it's not just a case of I've forgiven and then it's over and done with. Often how the mind works, which we discussed earlier in, the, in, in one of the, the first or second podcasts, our minds tend to sometimes go back to that rumination. And so that can come up often time and time again. So often forgiveness isn't just a one-off thing. It's something that we can um, work with um, quite a number of times, particularly, as you say, if it's a deep wound. So Everett Worthington, a professor um, of psychology, has studied forgiveness quite extensively throughout his career. And in an important review he conducted with others, they found that forgiveness was associated with a number of positives. So, for example, increased happiness, helps sustain relationships, helps with um, kindness and connectedness. Um, you feel more positively towards the person you hurt and more connected to people in general. 
And interesting, they've also found it's linked to less trauma from war and violence for individuals. And so uh, that particular article, um, I, would, I would strongly suggest looking into if you're interested in that area of forgiveness. Just look up Worthington and a review of evidence for forgiveness and you'll find that particular article. And Dr. Doty, did you um, want to sort of just look into what perhaps forgiveness, given your area in brain science <laughs> and being a neurosurgeon, want to build further with forgiveness? Sure. Uh, actually, there are an, a, a few studies that actually look at this and these areas of the brain. One study was uh, performed by um, Pitrioni uh, and others, and he investigated the brain correlates associated with uh, uh, actually reviewing the imagery, if you will, of the event and also what hurts you, followed by evoking uh, forgiveness and then also not forgiving and sitting with your own anger and hostility. And it's interesting because, well, I won't go through all these specific parts of the brain, those areas that um, are associated with visual or somatic representation and imagery uh, and are also associated with emotional response, moral judgment, perception, and modulation of physical and moral pain, reward, and decision-making are all involved here. But the reality is at the end of this study, um, when individuals are able to forgive, it acted as a, if you will, the self-aid medication mechanism. And in some ways, if you look at our evolution as a species, it allowed us to uh, be resilient and overcome uh, distressful situations. Uh, <clears throat> so it's really quite fascinating when you look at those uh, parts of the brain uh, that are associated with forgiveness and, if you will, non-forgiveness and anger. And when somebody is able to forgive, uh, it results in this rapidly uh, uh, occurring event that limits stress. And we know that when stress is decreased, uh, for whatever cause, uh, that this has a huge, huge impact on uh, physical and mental health and ultimately on our longevity. There was actually another study done by Walkman in 2003 where he actually uh, evaluated a 10-week forgiveness intervention. And uh, uh, the males who, and this was a study of males uh, uh, with coronary artery disease, it was interesting because <clears throat> when they examined these individuals in terms of um, anger induced by uh, events that they felt were hurtful, uh, to them, when they were actually able to forgive and were taught how to forgive, those areas uh, of perfusion within the heart, uh, um, which actually uh, demonstrated decreased perfusion when they were angry or hostile, uh, actually showed increased perfusion uh, when they were actually able to forgive. And again, it shows you how these types of feelings of anger, hostility towards another don't benefit you. They actually have a very, very negative effect on you and also when you behave in this fashion on those around you, whether it's your spouse, your children, uh, those who you work with, uh, anger and hostility offer no benefit. It's only through connection, nurturing, and love actually that you maximize your physical and mental health and ultimately improve your uh, longevity. 
Yes, it's actually really quite interesting when you when you think about it. I think a lot of us, I know myself, um, can be quite critical from time to time and, and I have this sense that being critical of my previous mistakes or things that I've done wrong can act as a motivator whereas what I find is actually that just leads to me getting perhaps more angry with myself which also then impacts my interactions whereas if we're able to start to slowly open up to that that perhaps idea of self-forgiveness or forgiving another it's not actually about letting us off the hook it's actually allowing us to start to repair um, that that either event or that relationship, whether that be with yourself or another, and that's when that positivity really starts to shine through. No, and that's you know we talked about these deep wounds of the heart. This is a tool for you to actually heal those wounds, because many many of them, if not most, are due to these feelings that we've been hurt uh, by another, and uh, that continues to cause us a great great uh, deal of pain. You know. <clears throat> It's interesting, uh, uh, this issue of uh, forgiveness, uh, <clears throat> because, again, um, oftentimes when we look at another's actions, we sort of look at them and it's we have a tendency to say, you know, that person's just horrible. Look what they did to me. Mm. Yet when we look at ourselves and perhaps identical events which we've been the perpetrator or caused pain and suffering, sometimes we have a tendency to minimize them. And this, unfortunately, is part of our physiology or, or, or makeup of our species. And uh, one of the parts of the work we're doing here with this podcast is perhaps to see the world uh, with a different lens and to understand that, number one, uh, these biases, if you will, exist. And by doing these practices, by thinking some of these things through, it actually uh, allows us to see uh, the true nature of reality and see us as equal to the other, not only in terms of uh, forgiving, uh, but receiving uh, forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And uh, it allows us to, in a very positive way, uh, go forward with our lives. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, Dr. Tony. <laughs> and moving into, the, I suppose, the third section of this particular podcast, looking at a few tips to perhaps bring forgiveness into our daily life. Um, Dr. Doty, um, I've got here that perhaps, um, you know, we could look at engaging with uh, uh, the intention each morning, but did you want to speak further to that? Well, as you know, uh, and as I've said in some of our earlier podcasts, when I wake up in the morning, uh, one of the first things I do is uh, sit by the side of my bed and actually uh, breathe in and breathe out uh, in a sitting position with my hands on my knees, but also um, having gratitude, uh, which uh, actually will be the next topic of uh, uh, that we're going to be discussing. But uh, to sit and just uh, breathe in and out and be happy uh, feeling fortunate and thankful of my own situation because the rea reality is if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably better off than the vast majority of people in the world. And this is another tendency we have where we look at others and we think their situation is better than ours or that uh, um, they are much f uh, further evolved in one area or another, whether it's professionally, whether it's uh, psychologically, etc. And the reality, again, is uh, this is a misperception because everyone is suffering. Mm -hmm. But getting back to uh, your question, I go through each letter of the alphabet 
And uh, as I do so, I do sit with this idea of forgiveness. And I think uh, potentially all of those people who I have not acted as I would like to uh, believe I should have, and just sit with that for a moment and uh, allow myself to forgive myself and understand that, again, I am a human being as well and that I deserve forgiveness, not uh, saying in any way that this justifies my behavior, Mm. but just uh, giving myself love and self-affirmation and uh, self-compassion. And then thinking forward, each of those people, how I can positively interact with them, and also uh, whether it's just mentally um, forgiving those who I've felt wrong by, or just uh, actually engaging with them, and those who I may have uh, hurt, all of those things allow me to now sit with calmness and be positive versus being uh, locked into this uh, prison of anger and hostility and simply uh, ruminating uh, about what they did to me and uh, how I hope that they might be hurt Mm -hmm. or that they're punished for uh, their actions. And again, that type of uh, thought process simply keeps you locked in the prison. Uh, Absolutely. And at this point, I might just take us through just a a very short guided meditation which really focuses in on forgiveness. So this will only be for one or two minutes, but it's just a way to try to stimulate this process of trying to engage with this uh, concept of forgiveness. So just take a moment and get yourself into a comfortable position, sitting with your shoulders back, chest open, a dignified posture if you will. And if you're willing, perhaps just gently close your eyes. And just bringing a soft attention to your breath. Just noticing your breath coming in and going out. And just deliberately slowing that breath down. You might like to count the breath, or you might like to simply notice the air entering and leaving your nostrils, or your belly rising and falling. But just really starting to notice the body slowing down and the mind slowing down. And now, I'd like you to think of someone who at this time, you find challenging to be with. Not a 10 out of 10 challenging, but maybe more like a 3 or a 4 challenging. You just notice that when you're with them, you feel on edge a little. And you notice it's somewhat difficult for you. And you might interact with them in ways you aren't entirely happy with. So really develop a picture of that person in your mind. Feel the presence of that person in your life, in the room, or space with you. And now just consider and say to yourself, this person is just like me. Just like me, they have a history. They were a child once too. And just like me, this person has had ups and downs in their life. Just like me, this person has had goals and dreams. Just like me, they have strengths and qualities, fears and vulnerabilities. They have had successes and they have had mistakes. May we both find balance and peace. And now, just starting to let go of that image perhaps start to notice your breath again 
and just starting to notice the contact your body's making with the chair and starting to get a better appreciation of the space around you. And when you're ready, just gently opening the eyes. So that was just a short little meditation aimed at cultivating forgiveness, but do feel free to go back and go through that process again. In order to forgive, it, as Dr. Doty has pointed out, um, I think very well during this course of this podcast, often we can be very angered or have a deep sense of hurt. And when we're caught up in that cycle, it's very difficult to consider the perspective of the other. So it's very difficult to engage in that empathic process. So slowing down with the breath really helps uh, slow down our physiology as well as perhaps provides us with a more stable base and more calmness to allow us to start to work with some of these really difficult emotions and thoughts that we can have about what could be really hurtful experiences we've encountered. As we've mentioned, forgiveness can be tricky. <laughs> you know, It can take time and it, it also takes practice, but it can also be quite a self-compassionate act and a compassionate act towards others. But is there anything else you'd like to add at this point, Dr. Doty? Well, that was a nice uh, meditation. Um, yeah, I think, you know, when we uh, look over this topic, maybe there can just be a couple other things I can include here. One of the things is to, um, and this is actually um, a forgiveness process model that was uh, uh, designed by Enright, uh, and it's 20 steps, but it's divided into four phases. It's really trying to understand uh, and uncover what is causing your anger and sit with that and try to actually see uh, those events uh, without the cloud of anger, but just as uh, a going through of what actually happened. And then uh, realizing uh, the reality of the price you pay when you don't forgive and deciding to forgive, and then go through conscientiously uh, this idea of, of working on that forgiveness, what it entails, uh, who you're forgiving, and then uh, by doing so, uh, allowing yourself release from this emotional prison that's um, been created. And then when you look at this method designed by Worthington, which he uh, calls the REACH method, you know, you recall the hurt, you empathize with the person who hurt you, and then you give them this uh, gift of forgiveness. And you really have this commitment to forgive. And instead of focusing on the hurt, you focus on the power that this forgiveness has given you and this sense of release. And when that happens, it actually makes you want to continue to connect and give forgiveness to others because it's so powerful. Uh, for yourself, really. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you for those um, uh, those models there, uh, Dr. Doty, which can help you with your um, cultivation of forgiveness. So there we go. Uh, we've covered quite a bit again in this particular podcast. We've uh, discussed some practical tips on how to cultivate forgiveness uh, for yourself and for others. And that might be starting with the intention in the morning, having a physical reminder such as the beads, listening to the forgiveness meditation again or, or really focusing on creating that intention for forgiveness. So that finishes up this particular podcast. In our next podcast, we'll be discussing uh, gratitude, as Dr. Doty mentioned earlier, and um, remembering where we can access these from, Dr. Doty. Where can we get them from? Well, certainly the CCARE website, ccare.stanford.edu, as well as uh, my own website, jamesrdotymd.com and the uh, website associated with my book, 
intothemagicshop.com. And James, thank you again for facilitating this conversation, and I look forward to our next. And thank you all for listening.